go check in with the voice of your Detroit Lions, Dan Miller. He is standing by from the east side of the state. And Dan, from what they did to finish the season 8-2, and two, uh, the capper with the Sunday night win in Green Bay to keep the Packers out of the playoffs and what looks like the final game ever for Rodgers in Green Bay. That's a great memory for the Lions fans. Now into an offseason where we pointed at needs during our multiple conversations and outside of a backup quarterback, the Lions have met every need and we're not even to the draft yet. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and I think that's, you know, there's got to be a mix of keeping your guys and bringing in guys from other organizations. And I think what I look at when you're at this time of year is, can you get your depth chart to the point where you feel pretty comfortable with it and you can, in essence, steal the team and not feel like you have to go into the draft with desperation in any position? And I think they've done that. I think you can look. It's not to say that they're finished or that they're set in every position, but I think they can feel really comfortable about where they are on that depth chart with re-signing some defensive linemen, bringing in a couple of cornerbacks, getting their linebacker back in Anzalone, and getting a running back and getting that room in order. And I think when you look at it from that perspective, it's put Brad Holmes in a really good position to now bargain shop free agents the rest of the way. And then also, as we said, with a lot of assets coming up in this draft, have a really good chance to continue to improve. I still look at the backup quarterback. I call that the most pressing need in my mind outside of the obvious upgrades on defense. And, you know, there still are are a few names out there, or there still are. And, you know, again, I'm thinking, I'm I'm trying to play the what is Brad Holmes and Tan Campbell thinking. Are they going to get an upgrade at backup QB because your team is prepared to be a playoff team, uh, win the NFC North right there with the Vikings and a top five team at worst uh, on paper right now uh, in the NFC. So the backup QB, your thoughts on that? No, I agree. And, and I think, you know, I've talked about that before, even last year, that I thought that was something of a blind spot. And I think you heard Brad Holmes basically say the same thing after the season that they didn't address that appropriately. So I, I still think there's obvious movement that has to be made there. I think sometimes when you get to a quarterback market, some of these guys do wait around to see what presents itself for them in terms of a possible starting spot. Most of those seem to be gone now, but we'll have to wait and see. It can be a veteran that's out there on the market. Maybe it's somebody that they have to trade for. I do think there'll be a developmental quarterback in here as well at some point from this draft. I don't necessarily think it'll be early, but I still think you're probably looking at two quarterbacks that'll be on this roster um, to start the season that aren't necessarily on the roster right now outside of Jared Goff. And, and that's, you know, I look at that. I look at right guard, which still has to be sorted out. I, there could or may or may not be movement at tight end. I think there's, there's going to be somebody else added at some point. I still think you need to add a wide receiver. And it's not going to shock me if they draft a running back somewhere in this draft as well. That's, that's in addition to, as you said, some of the, the improvements that they can still make on that defense, which I still think will be the focus of this draft. You know, speaking of running backs, and Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan talking about Lions free agency, which is still a work in progress. Uh, you've watched Montgomery against the Lions twice a year since he's been in the league. Uh, you've seen Jamal Williams in a Lions uniform. Nothing against Jamal, who was one of the great off-the-field locker room, on-the-field warm-up guys uh, connecting to the fans, social networks that I've ever seen. But getting Montgomery from a pure football business standpoint is an upgrade on Jamal Williams. 
Agreed. Um, and, and I think what you said is correct. Jamal was all those things. He did it on the field. He did it off the field. He's a part of the culture change that has taken place out here that has to continue to take place, but he's a part of getting them to this point. That being said, if you have a chance to upgrade yourself, you, you can't make a move based on something that's happened in the past. you got to look at what's available now. And Montgomery, a little bit younger, better receiver, a little bit more elusive, hard runner like Jamal. Uh, and I think that that was just an opportunity the Lions weren't going to pass up. And clearly I think that was their state of mind because they paid more than they would have had to pay to get Jamal back. So this was a decision by them. And, and they are big on keeping their own players, but there also has to be a line that you draw where you say, okay, we love our guys, but if we have an opportunity to upgrade, we have to take that opportunity because that's the only way you're going to continue to move forward. And I think this is an example of them doing that. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is it, it takes a fan favorite out of there. And it's, you know, as soon as you start talking about somebody other than Jamal, you get some people upset. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that didn't necessarily like this swap. But in my mind, as somebody that has watched David Montgomery, has watched the way that he's played, has not particularly enjoyed watching the Lions play against him, I think with this offensive line and his abilities behind it, I think he can be a really, really good football player for this team, a a difference maker for this team, much like Jamal was, but I think he brings a little bit more to it. I I think he pushes for near the top of rushing yardage in the NFL with that line and also with the weapons they have, a wide receiver, what play action, what a delayed draw will do. And also you've seen it, Dan, with Montgomery, and I've always jumped on him in fantasy football for for what it's worth or even daily fantasy uh, on DraftKings that he can get he can make a five yard run and all of a sudden he'll make a cut and it's 32 yards I between the tackles I just love the way he runs well that's one thing that Ben Johnson talked about uh, he said you know we had a lot of four and five yard runs that we think should be nine and ten yard runs and that was them viewing last year's tape and um, look, he does. The numbers bear out the fact that he causes a lot of missed tackles, and this is an opportunity for him to do that. And this will be by far the best offensive line that he's ever played behind. And, you know, all these things are based on health, obviously, and everybody being ready to go. But, um, you know, with, with him and with Swift, and like I said, I'm not going to be surprised if they had another running back somewhere in this draft, in particular a running back with some shake uh, with uh, Swift coming up on the final year of his contract. Um, I think, again, look, they just came off a season in which they had their best rushing year in more than 20 years. And I think they are well-placed to to have that kind of season again, uh, if not better. But, again, all these things are in theory on paper, and you got to go out there and do it on the field. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. And I look at the signings of Mosley, uh, and, again, he can recover from the knee injury with today's sports medicine and rehab and on-site and off-site things. NFL players can do it. It's a little bit quicker than anybody else who would just blow out their knee. And you look at the signing of Sutton, who's already settling in. friend of mine said above his business in downtown Detroit, Sutton was already you know renting a condo, and he's in Detroit ready to go. So you look at two corners picked up early in free agency. You look at re-signing Anzalone, Kaminsky coming back. Everything they've done uh, this week in free agency – and now you look at the draft all of a sudden, pick 6-18 and 18 outside of the need for maybe a speed edge rusher opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Now with that sixth pick, 
things get interesting, and also with 18 and with your two second rounders on where do you go? I don't think you put yourself in a position where you have to go anywhere. I think if, if the optimal thing would obviously be for me is if one of those guys that can get after a quarterback is there in the first round. And look, there's a lot of unknowns. I, For me right now, Jalen Carter is probably a, a non-starter. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, he's got some time to, to get his image back together, but he's done a lot of damage to himself. I don't if you ask me right now, I wouldn't see that happening at six, but things can change between now and the draft. You know, if, if one of those guys that can get after a quarterback is there at six, that makes sense. I still think they'll be in the market for a corner. They're not sitting on guys on long-term deals outside of, of Sutton, who's sitting here for three now. So I think that's something they'll look at in that first round as well. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I just think – but they've put themselves in a position, again, where you don't have to force it. If you didn't sign those corners, then, yeah, you are desperate for a corner. Maybe you do have to take one at six regardless. Now, if he's the best player on your board, you can do it. If he's not, you, you can look elsewhere. And if it makes sense to follow your board, you can follow your board. And I think that you can identify positions of need. Offensive line would be a position of need at some point. They need a right guard. And at some point, you want to have depth there. And if you can find quality depth, that's certainly something to look at as well. I think this team is is going to look for defense. I don't necessarily see them spending a high pick on a linebacker. I don't see that happening unless it's an edge rusher. Um, and then I think, you know, secondary, I think, is in play. I feel, think they feel like they have their safeties. Doesn't feel like their safeties at the top of this draft. So I think it, it feels like something along the lines of, uh, of a defensive lineman or a cornerback, which isn't a new revelation. It's pretty much been mocked to them in every draft. Makes sense for those picks at 6 and 18. To me, just go get that backup quarterback, uh, a veteran who has started and won uh, some NFL games as a backup or as a former starter. I'd feel comfortable there. I know you're one play away from losing anybody uh, on the field, but man, they are set up for a window here uh, that begins now. And when you look at the exodus of players from teams, what Philly has lost, like Miles Sanders to the Panthers, you look at Rodgers reportedly going to the Jets. I was looking on paper yesterday at lunch, Dan, and I lined up on paper the Lions versus the rest of the NFC. Going into this year, where they are right now based on subtraction uh, additions to rosters, players they've lost to free agency, Lions are in that you know top three or five group, however you want to break it down, with talent they have right now. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. The The one thing I would say is, when I catch myself saying that, I remind myself they've played a half season of good football, and they need to come out and do that again. And they need to—they have an opportunity. We're sitting here now talking about what this team's got. They got an opportunity to add more. They got an opportunity to add more in free agency. They have an opportunity to add more in the draft, so they can continue to get better. And then when these guys get back in this building that I'm sitting outside of right now. They've got to get back to work and realize that you've got 17 games next year and every single one of them is going to mean something. You can't get off to a slow start. So it's, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think it's so important to point out just how much you have to handle your business. And that means today, that means in April, that means in May, June, July, August, September, and just you know do all the things that successful teams do that allows them to separate themselves from the pack that we haven't seen the Lions, quite frankly, do in a long time. 
the things you did last year are great. That that set the bar in a new place for this organization. Now you got to go out and make that the norm and, and raise that bar even further because it wasn't good enough last year to finish. So um, I love where they are. I love the possibilities that are still out there for them. But I also understand that that you know if you don't do things the correct way, that it can get away from you pretty quickly. Well, and a great point you make, Dan. Uh, if you look at the starts to a season or seasons plural in the first two years under Holmes and Dan Campbell. They've won one game in the first half of both seasons. One. Well, I'm looking at this right now. I've just read from Adam Schefter. Graham Glasgow is coming back to Detroit on a one-year deal. Boom, we got breaking news. Oh, look at this, Dan Miller. Oh, look at this breaking. I I was getting, I I saw his guard miss you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't break this. This is Adam Schefter. I'm just looking at at it right now. But, uh, so that, that takes care of your right guard spot. And, again, let, let's talk about what we talked about a minute ago. It means you don't have to force anything. You're now in a position where you can follow your board. And I think that's the key thing about free agency is get your depth chart in a point where you're comfortable, then your draft can just come to you. Man, I got you got me all excited. I thought it was going to be Gardner Minshew is coming to Detroit. I, not, not, I love Glasgow. No, I love. Hey, you get the Michigan connection. You get a guy who's played in the NFL. There, there's that O line help we talked about. You're right. You're you're not forced outside of right now. I believe getting that backup QB, and I'm harping on it, but I really feel it's ultra important to this team. Oh, it is, I, and I agree with you. It is important, no doubt. If you think you're a contender, you got to have somebody that can win right. a game behind Jared. And I'm not, and everything else, dude, I'm as content with ownership, front office, coaching, talent pool, uh, maybe since the Barry days, and even a little bit more uh, confident in the front office and ownership from those days. So it's all good. Dan, I know you got to run in. Uh, meeting some of the new Lions players, press conferences there at Allen Park. Man, I appreciate your time. And the Glasgow Adam Schefter breaking news update. <laughs> I got you, man. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, take care. There he is, Dan Miller, voice of the Lions.